Hey guys, Tyler here. So, uh, if you don't remember, episode 297 that came out on Sunday uh, was a Extra Life-centric uh, show where we just talked about tips, tricks, and past experiences. So, we went really long with this recording, um, and we decided to split up into two parts. So, the rest of the show is just uh, what we've been playing and news, so a normal podcast. Uh, anyways, hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you guys later this week. So, let's, uh, wow, we are like 40 minutes in, and we are just now getting to uh, the actual show. Uh, holy crap. Uh, we're going long. Uh, sorry, people. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, it's for a good cause. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into the, finally the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been playing first. So, Gables, okay. do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first this time. Okay. So, for what I've been playing, it's basically I've been playing stuff to prep myself for next Saturday. So, what I've ended up doing is I have played little bits of Warcraft since I've finally got to the whole Battle for Azeroth content. And uh, I'm glad to say that I do have weapons and armor now that surpass some of the heirloom stuff that I had been using throughout the duration of the past couple months. <laughs> well, you know, little did I know how long this power armor for experience would actually last of me. But, uh, yeah, the whole experience so far has been interesting you know it's uh i definitely had like certain expectations going into the whole expansion of what i wanted to do but uh, at the same point and stuff i am almost done with the first uh, little continent stuff before i can go off to the next one so i got like about maybe three or four main story like mainline story missions but the biggest thing about it is i'm finally getting close to the level cap of world of warcraft i'm at 114 right now I got six more levels to go before I reach 120. Because that's the current. That's 120. Once you do that, I've heard from various players, okay, that's when the game really begins because you can actually go forth and raid to get all this power armor stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll think about it when I get to there. But uh, I'm not saying that I'm not going to raid because, hey, I'm going to do probably bits of raids here and there. But... uh, I'm more focused upon finishing a lot of the mainline story stuff. And because Blizzard has gone on record just this past week that they're going to be including certain like things like rep and stuff like that available, kind of like account base or something to where it actually extends to your like alternate characters that you make, I'm definitely waiting until that happens. Because here's the thing, Tyler. Before, when you made a character in World of Warcraft... If you made an additional one, you had to go and earn your rep all over again for, like, certain characters and certain things that you could have access to. But in this sort of update that's coming up, this whole 8.1 update stuff, that they're going to be fixing little bits of that plus other types of, like, bugs and issues. So that definitely has me a bit more excited. I'm actually kind of glad I started playing this game now than when it was, like, back around 2004, 2005. Because there is so much like quality of life changes inside this game, especially from what I've gauged from uh, older players that have played it since the beginning, plus talking with players that are sort of new like me, and of course talking with friends at work about it. It's like, this game definitely seems like a lot of labor of love by its developers from Blizzard, but there's so much interesting content and story thing you can delve into if you want to. But man, I gotta say, that's not all I've been playing. I mean, hell, I've been loving my time with Warcraft and stuff, but I have been streaming throughout the week in prep. So what I've been streaming is just random stuff. Dragon Ball Fighters, I have been streaming like 
I think I did it like two days this past week, where I streamed, I streamed one where I was just doing basic practice and going through the arcade mode stuff, and that was like about around an hour and something. Then, of course, Thursday night happened, I think, and it's like, I streamed for like about two and a half hours, because I was actually going through, and I was battling people online through rank, and man, these matches got so heated, <laughs> the last core sets of matches that I had before I just quit for the night is I had like about seven or eight matches in a row with the same dude we're just doing rematches and around the sixth or seventh match and this guy had been this guy had been so good that he had been like just overwhelming me all of a sudden you just see this little avatar pop up or something like oh god no <laughs> but uh afterwards it's like oh you know send him a message over PSN it's like hey thanks for the matches blah 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 then you know just a common courtesy thing but uh other than that, I had been playing the new game that I had bought yesterday because, you know, it was Castlevania Day yesterday. And, of course, you know how I am being a big old-school Castlevania fan. I bought Castlevania Requiem. So I did a inaugural screen, like, no, inaugural, like, stream last night for about an hour and a half, testing a lot of... Uh, testing a lot of the quality of the ports yesterday so basically bottom line is these are just straight up ports from the PSP version of uh, Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night to where they redubbed some of the character voices and there were some changes in terms of the gameplay which are from other versions of the game that were released in Japan and stuff like for example there's a key difference in Symphony of the Night on this version as opposed to the original where you have a character by the name of Maria Renard like uh, she is nowhere to be found once you get to a certain part in the game where in the other versions she's actually a playable like boss or something that you can actually face before like the final portion of uh, let's see the final portion I believe of the before you unlock the inverted castle but, uh, yes, going through playing, like, uh, Rondo of Blood, the music is fantastic, the graphics, they don't look like they've been compromised too much at all, To from my personal opinion. Of course, there are options where you can actually manipulate how full the screen looks, how the display, there's actually a CRT scan line freaking hmm. option for this for the games, which, that's a cool touch, but uh, <laughs> I don't really go for that type of option, because I kind of like my uh, sprites looking a bit crisp. But, uh, yeah, from the gameplay and everything else, nothing really seems to be, a, like, compromised. I know there were people on Twitter that were going on about the redoubling, the redubbing for Symphony of the Night because of uh, the traditional horrible dubbing dialogue that uh, was in the original game. But, uh, you know what, even back when it released, when this compilation released on the PSP for the Dracula X Chronicles, I still had a blast playing through them and I beat like both games like multiple times in the PSP and Vita respectively. So having this type of version just available on the PS4 and just playing it whenever I like, it's definitely been an awesome time. Let's see. But I think I got the most kicks out of reading the trophy list for this game cuz back before then it's like I would have killed to have like trophy options for this game for Symphony of the Night and for Rondo. On the Xbox version of the arcade, I had literally 11 out of 12 achievements for Symphony of the Night. And the only one I missed was to go through 
the complete regular castle and inverted castle as uh, Richter Belmont. Which he's like one of those unlockable characters once you beat the game. But uh, anyway, there was just some that were just so funny and just so pun things. Like there's one that's called the Full Belmonte, which <laughs> is basically unlocking 100% of Rondo of Blood. And then there's like a trophy inside Symphony of the Night where it's just... Take it for that one movie, you know. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> and that one is when the part of the game you don't succumb to the succubus's like, uh, like uh, spell and stuff when you face off and beat the succubus boss inside Symphony of the Night. But yeah, it's it's definitely worth a purchase for those of you who have heard about these games, have maybe like wanted to try out these games since there's been so many of them that have released this past year that are so similar like for example if you've played games like say like celeste or you play games like dead cells or this and that a lot of those games definitely owe a bit to games like super metroid and castlevania symphony of the night so i would recommend this is a full thumbs up by me go ahead buy this game it's 20 bucks on psn as of this moment not sure if it's coming to other platforms which Honestly, I think probably will eventually, because it's Konami, um, and they like money. <laughs> it's for one of uh, Sony's studios, actually, is the one that did this port. Right. So I, don't, I don't think it will, probably. I think it might come to PC, but I don't see it coming to Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, Switch. I know. I know what you mean, man. I mean, that's definitely something on off chance or something, but, you know, it's always that little bit of hope or something, like you want it, like, on a different system. I was kind of pissed when it was just, like, PS4 only, because I was severely hoping that this game was going to be a fucking on Switch, because that would have been amazing. <laughs> but, uh, hey, beggars can't be choosers. But, anyway, that's pretty much all I've been playing for this week. What about you, Tyler? Uh, I've been playing... I jumped back into, after uh, going through Vampire and all that, I uh, jumped back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I am now... I think a probably about 16 17 hours into this game uh and i it was funny i i was uh justin and i went and watched the new halloween theaters on sunday uh-huh. and uh actually a very good movie by the way people um and we afterwards we were talking about uh about this game and he was talking about the you know, the, the fact that you can pay ten dollars and you can get the experience boosts and it's like it is it Kind of, he makes them want to play the game, which and a lot of people do, and I understand completely. Is like, it feels like they're like, did they like cut down the experience points you earn to make you buy this, or how's this, how's this all working and everything? And you know, I've been playing through this game. Uh, like I said, I'm 16, 17 hours in. I'm at level 20, uh, and it, like, I, the more I'm playing of it, the more I'm just like, they're really, the whole experience point stuff and the leveling and the RPG elements. Is just really kind of pointless. Like it, it feels like it doesn't need to be there. Because, and one major reason is, and this has kind of been, a, I've seen back and forth online and on listening to podcasts and stuff, is uh, the talk of level scaling. Uh, in this game, uh, people don't know what that is, or if you haven't heard about it. Um, the enemies uh, in the game level up with you. Yes, so that's in, that's sort of the same thing in what in World of Warcraft currently. But yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know they did it too, but. Uh, so, in like mo- in most RPGs you play uh, or have games with leveling systems, uh, you know every area like the, the enemies and st- uh, everything around there stays the same level even as you progress. 
So like you go back to like the the starting town or area of the game, and you're level 32 now. They're okay. all still level three or four. Um, in this game, they are always constantly, no matter where you are or what you're doing, uh, they're always uh, within a couple levels or at the same level or maybe a little bit above you or a couple of levels below you. Okay. Uh, and, Is and there like like have you noticed? Um, yeah, sorry. Have you noticed, like, any type of, say, like, a level cap for, like, a specific area? Because it's, like, there are some things in World of Warcraft where it's, like, it, the enemies do scale level-wise with you, but there are some areas that it can only go past, like, a certain extent. Like, say the cap is, like, level 30 in one area, or the cap is, like, 60 or 80 in another. Have you run across anything uh, like that yet in Odyssey? There, I haven't, but I know for a fact there isn't a level cap. So you could be level 50. Wow. Level, level 50 is the level cap in this game. And you could be level 50, go back to the starting area of the game, and they could be level 48, 49, or whatever. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and I know, like, games like Borderlands has done that in the past. With their, when they do updates or uh, DLC, they'll boost up areas around you, but they will cap them. So when they, re- when they raise the level cap, they'll raise the level cap of the enemies. But wow. they still are capped up at a lower, like, so, like, your level cap is 30, but the level cap for the enemies in this area is 22. So I, That's, I've heard of games in the past do that. Now I kind of understand why people kind of find that as pointless. Because if you... The whole point of an RPG, if you're going to go through that, it's got to be to some extent to where you can actually go forth and actually just take out certain enemies just like just like that, you know? Just to show some bit of progress or some feeling of power that you have while going mm-hmm. through, like, earlier areas. Because early RPGs did that to where... There were some enemies that would only be, like, around level 8 to level 10 or something like that. But once you got past that threshold into the next area and you got stuff and then returned back to the old area, at least you were able to, like, one or two hit kill or something like that enemies that uh, were pretty much chump change. But at that point in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it's like, why not... Why not just in that point just take out the freaking RPG stuff in general and just, like, have a specific sort of, like... uh, set thing because that doesn't make any lick of sense yeah and that that's kind of where i'm at where i know like some people are like they're defending it oh like it's kind of great because you if you get too op then you can just plot to the game but that's kind of what you do in rpgs like it's supposed to be like small beginnings and then by the end of the game you're fucking you're a badass you know like that's but what the, you do but in rpgs that's true but at the same point tyler it, it kind of kind of reminds me of how paper mario sticker star was where it's i was like, gonna actually eventually segue into paper mario because uh, paper mario here's Stars. the thing it paper mario sticker star and assassin's creed odyssey share one commonality and that is it doesn't know whether or not it wants to be an action game or an rpg because elements that uh, represent itself like say experience points and this is another and this and that, you know, they don't really matter inside games like that because they're confused with their overall identity. Assassin's Creed is mostly an action game, whereas Paper Mario is supposed to be mostly like an RPG. But you mix elephant, you know, you mix like uh, elements of both inside there, and basically, what it kind of sounds like to me, Odyssey more or less has these experience points to make you feel like you're gaining progress, but mm-hmm. in actuality and stuff. It really doesn't matter whether or not if you buy these experience boosts or not. You know, I think this is all in forms of certain microtransaction stuff inside that game, which that is equally stupid if that's the case. I'm not saying that it is, but it's like, it's definitely just like, (laughs) just having me like uh, double think upon it 
you know, because that's vaguely familiar how my experience was with Paper Mario Sticker Star, to where I'm battling enemies, I'm earning experience points, but it was much more beneficial just to skip the RPG stuff in general and just go with the next option, then, you know, the next area, beat the boss with a specific sticker, and then just move on. Which yeah. sounds like, in your case, Tyler, it's like you're going through these various action scenes, and the RPG stuff just doesn't matter. The experience points, you do earn them, but it's not like significant until enough to where you actually feel like you're powerful enough to do that, because that's what RPGs generally do. They make you feel overpowered. They're supposed to make you feel overpowered, because that way, you're able to destroy these nuisance enemies from the beginning of the game. So at that point, this is just a plain action game, which is yeah. like a tattoo of RPG stuff, you know? Yeah, and the, it's been a while since I've had a Gables rant. Uh, I like that. <laughs> uh, I felt the passion now. And then you're kind of touching and actually forming it way better than what I was going to say. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, and that's my problem with it is they have this. And I think it's more there to kind of like you get those like endorphins in your brain. Like, ooh, I yes. just got 9,000 experience, experience points. Ooh, I just got another level. Ooh, I got a new ability. Oh, cool. I can get better gear now. And kind of my problem with this game um, with this is and also it but they still make so some areas they you can look on the map and there's like certain areas where it says you have to be it recommends you to be this level because there are areas in the game where like the the minimum they do have they have they don't have level caps but they yes. do have minimum levels that enemies will be at certain areas okay. so like you go to certain areas the enemies will be at least 40 level 43 in this area so it's kind of like you're not ready to go here yet kind of stuff you have to be this level to get to that get to there um, but they're huh. always, but the areas that you've over, you've surpassed where they say they recommend you be at least, you have to be at least level nine to be here. The okay. enemies will go up to level, they move the enemies up to 16. So they're kind of like one, they're kicking two. And then also you have to be like to do certain, to do side, do missions in these games. There is a, you have to be at a certain level to do them. So like I'm at level 20 and the missions I, 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 I'm the story missions I'm at now, you have to be at least level 18 to do, or you have to be within huh. two levels to do it. So if it's level 18 is what they recommend, you have to be at least level 16 to do it. So they still, they're still they still enforcing these these levels uh, they need to be at, but they don't really make sense for the rest of the game. That's very arbitrary. I, yeah. I understand that. Instead of like the level restrictions in that certain scenario, why not just introduce certain enemy types that you can't go past unless you need like a certain power-up or a certain item and stuff? That would make a lot better sense than to say a random level. You yeah. Know? And, you know, it's like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Destiny, like, people get a lot of crap and, like, what the content of it. Like, they nailed, I think they're really good at the leveling and the gear and all that. They've done a really good job of that. Uh, right. And this game, like, and my problem with, the, with this, kind of, this game, and maybe it's an issue in other games, too, like, uh, with RPG-style games, is that I don't feel like I'm getting better at the game. I'm just getting better gear. And like so, I'm still playing it the mm. same way. I'm just getting my gear is getting more powerful. I uh, see, but I'm not. But, but so like in other Assassin's Creed games, like there's no RPG mechanics. There's nothing like that. Uh, you just get better at the game as you progress it. And that's how a lot of games are. They don't have like before. They don't, they don't have RPG mechanics like leveling like mechanics. Is you're just like you know like Resident Evil. You just got better at the game as you played it. Assassin's Creed, you 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 fought different enemies. You just got better as you play it, like you do most games. In this right. game, it's just like I I haven't changed my fighting style. I haven't done like I've learned a few things to, like to help me get better. But I've been using that same fighting style for like ten hours, and like I I haven't feel I don't feel like I'm better at the game. I just 
kind of I got gear to keep me on pace with the other enemies, um, which it's mm. kind of made the you know and you do you do a lot of combat in this game and it's not nearly as bad as Vampire like Vampire's combat right was, right was right broken and bad and not fun at all and this combat is is fairly fun but it's just I feel like it's very formulaic at this point where I'm just kind of rinse wash repeat and you do a lot of combat in this game and it's not overly fun like everything else about this game it's it, it is compared to a lot of ways in vampire where like cassandra is quickly turning into one of the coolest characters in the assassin's creed franchise like i right. love cassandra she is an awesome character uh and uh the, the the side missions that you do are really really cool and the characters in the game are great um i'm really enjoying all that but it's just like as i'm playing it, i'm just like I, I feel like you're forcing these mechanics on me that don't really make sense. Like, yeah. it, 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 like you know, and I, I defended it to Justin uh, at the beginning of the week about the, the XP boost. And, like, I, I don't think you really need it. Like, you, if you join the game, you should, you should just play it anyways. But, like, the more I'm getting to it, like, I'm... And this is my issue with, with the Origins last year was... There was a lot of problems with Origins. Like, Origins, uh, Bayak was a, was a terrible character. Egypt just did not translate well. Um, but they also had the same thing where like they had, they, they had, I, I was getting so frustrated where I, I was 22 hours in the game. I was like level 16 or 17 and I couldn't get to the next story mission until I got to like level 19 or 20. And I'm just like forced to do these crappy side missions that I don't want to do to play the story. Uh, and I just eventually gave up playing it. And, uh, I'm, I've kind of seen some of that in this game, but the game, everything else, but the game is better. Uh, except for, um, it still has that one issue where, like, I'm struggling to keep pace of the game. I'll admit right now, I, I broke down after about 11 hours, and I paid the 10 bucks to get the XP boost, because I was wow. getting frustrated, because I'm liking this game so much, and I want to keep playing it, and I want to stay, because, right. like, I'm picking up side missions that I can't play, and I want to do the side missions, but I'm, I'm too low level. And, uh, like, everything that I defended to Justin last week, I, I had to go back on. Like, I, as I got deeper into the game, it's like, I'm, like, I'm, you know, 11 hours in this game, I'm at level 8, and I'm picking up missions that like are 10 and 11. Uh, my next story mission's four levels out. But unlike Origins, I'm really liking everything about this game. I'm really liking uh, Cassandra. Like I said, I'm liking the story. I'm liking where yeah. this game is going. And Greece is a beautiful uh, uh, world. They made this great with uh, open, beautiful world. Uh, cool right, right. settings. Uh, cool things to climb. Um, they have they brought back uh, and not just kind of like half ass brought back they fully brought back um, uh, boat battles so it's like I want to keep playing this game but this 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 RPG mechanic is just like the more I'm getting into it it's it's really hindering my enjoyment of this game because I, I just right. I keep thinking about it and it's frustrating me uh, and I, I and that's like everything about this game is great except for that one mechanic is just I think awful and it's really just it to me. It doesn't need to be there, and I'm now, you know, I'm, like I said, I've I've been defending it for the, for the first few weeks that game's been out, and now I've gotten deeper into it. Um, like, it, it's 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 not. It, it really, I think it might be a problem because, like I said, I was doing side stuff. I wasn't just plowing through the main story before I, I broke down and bought the XP boost, um, and I, I was was not keeping pace with these characters. Uh, so, or with this, with the, with the, with the story missions I was picking up and I just couldn't do it. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know how they kind of wrapped it up with a bow. Uh, I, I, I still, I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, but it's just like, 
it's a, it, it takes me. It's, it, like, I almost got like force myself to start playing, but once I start playing it, I, I just don't want to stop. But it's just like mm. I'll, I'll go like two days without playing it uh, because it's just like oh, it's, it just frustrates me so much. But then I get, I get in that world. And I'm like, oh my god, this now is you know why the XP boosts are there now. <laughs> yeah, like I like am, Ubisoft I, knew how those mechanics would work out, and it's like okay, maybe we can frustrate enough players or something like that. Let's see if they'll spend an extra ten bucks to get this EXP boost to get to their meshing points that they want. You know, yeah. it's like that's what and it like sounds said, like to me. <laughs> I, I was at eleven. I was at um, eleven or twelve hours in the game. I was level like eight or nine, and I am sixteen or seventeen hours in. So it, I played five or six more hours, and I'm already at level twenty. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I've gotten more hours. I've gotten in five hours. I went up eleven hours. Where in the first. 11 12 hours i played i got nine levels so mm. um so yeah so you can kind of see where that's going i mean one you get the boost but now i'm actually keeping pace with with these missions oh god uh, this is a lot better than what i would do like say for freaking like warcraft for some days it's like there are some days you can spend like two or three hours playing the game you get like one level and there's like another yeah. where it's like there's another if there's like certain like uh like heirloom items that I have that increase percentage or if you're rested in an inn for like so much and you get so much percentage and it's like, okay, maybe it'll be like two or three in one day or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, but then again, that's just how that game is structured to where if you have the right amount of stuff, you can actually earn bits of like experience through certain aspects too. Like if you get specific items to use or if you have specific armor or whatever, but it also sort of that game also sort of has like a element to where you can pay for like uh, like certain microtransactions. Like you have instances like say like a WoW token that you can buy and sell in the auction house to get like a specific amount of like gold or something. Which that has helped me once because I mm. did break down and buy one for twenty bucks, and it sort of had a similar experience to what you had with uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey here, Tyler. Where it's like got to a point where there was a lot of items that I could be getting and make my experience a lot better if I actually spent the microtransaction and then just go through and just get all this gold. And when I did that, it actually made the game a lot more like easier for me to actually go yeah. forward and enjoy. And uh, thinking about it now and thinking about your experience right now, it's like, oh my god. It's like, why the fuck... In this modern day, it's like, these companies know what the fuck they're doing in terms of like structuring their games how they know exactly what's going to trigger some like a gamer to go forth and spend that extra money on top of whatever they've paid for this game initially. Because yeah. it's like, for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you pay $60 and stuff, or even more if you want to get their elaborate, like, lugubrious freaking additions that they got for uh, whatever, for like the, the $80, $100, or whatever type of statue they're selling with their additions. And then on top of that, pay an extra 10 or 20 bucks for EXP boosts and stuff because of the structure layout of their RPG mechanic is shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and you like, you've hit the nail on the head where it's like, that was what kind of finally broke me was I spent like, like I spent like Monday night, I think I spent three and a half hours. Like I just got home from work, uh, sat down, started playing Assassin's Creed, like three and a half hours went by and I went up like two levels. And I'm like, I feel like I have accomplished nothing in this game, and that's what finally broke me to buy it, to buy the uh, the, the booster. So, I, and that's part of me just why. Wishes I would have just bought it at the beginning of the game. I'd probably be a lot further. I'd definitely you know, be a few more levels ahead. Well, dude, if you want to be a little bit better inside of World of Warcraft, there actually are options where you can pay sixty dollars to get a fucking one ten boost. Oh, I wow. mean, literally from character one to one ten. 
Yeah. And that's, I know Des- Destiny does yeah. the same thing, too, for getting – it's like 10 bucks I think. Uh, Both are Activision the... Blizzard games. So oh, yeah, like... it makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's to skip all the rigmarole and just start with the latest expansion. Think about that. $50 yeah. for an expansion, $15 a month for a subscription, and then on top of that, pay an additional $60 to get your character from 1 to 110, which it's not advisable. I'll tell you this right now, for anyone who's thinking about that, no, it's definitely not advisable to use a 110 boost if you're just new to the game and you just want to play everything on top of it. That's why I went with a route of just going with it from level 1 all the way to where I'm at right now with 114, because it's like, you got to learn the mechanics of this game. Yeah, <laughs> you're basically paying 150 bucks to not play the game. No shit. What, what, at that point, what you're doing. Um, but let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, but Gables, uh, I know we were both excited for the new Smash Brothers Ultimate game coming out December 7th. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there's been a lot of leaks uh, this week. Um, oh, these leaks. Somehow the Grinch is involved. It's really weird and confusing. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't online. I wasn't online for a good chunk of the day, and I just I hop online and I start hearing people talking about Smash Brothers and the Grinch. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? What is going on? Uh, <laughs> so I read about it. Um, so here's what's going on. Uh, so somebody that works at a PR company allegedly um, was like Snapchatting some videos to somebody, and then that person was like uh, taking screenshots of their Snapchats and then released them onto. I think it was Reset Area got released onto or NeoGaf. Okay. Uh, but in there is uh so they have that poster and as they add character they announce characters they yes. add characters to the posters and the, and the and the stances change stuff like that so allegedly uh in kind of these are like very blurry sh- screenshots and usually when this stuff happens you just kind of ignore it because it's just whatever just like i see like every few days i see nintendo direct rumors on nintendo's uh reset area page and it's like three there's one every there's like two or three every week with people like that spend a lot of time uh, making shit up and once like one out of like probably eight I see or ten I see is actually like like when one comes up when one is getting there you'll see a bunch of like oh this is what's happening like yeah you, you might actually see one that's actually really close but you you know there's a lot 93 percent of them are, are shit so you, can, you just kind of gotta avoid them all but this one seems kind of legit so in it is uh in this you can see they're good like I said they're very blurry photos you'll look at it uh but you see shadow the head hedgehog uh, you see Banjo Kazooie, which makes yeah. sense with the uh, now with Microsoft and Nintendo playing nice and Banjo Kazooie was they're actually on good a, terms, so that could possibly yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, Isaac, um, Ken, um, Mac Ryder, Gino, and Chorus Kid. Uh, Chorus Kids are the uh, rest of the characters uh, that are in, in this leaked picture. And then, um, so this is I, I took some pieces out of a Nintendo Everything article, uh, NintendoEverything.com. Uh, their article they posted about this, uh, and on it they had, unlike uh, past leaks, this one appears to be gaining some traction, or at least more attention than usual as for where the leak came from in the first place. So it supposedly showed an image containing the final characters uh, through Snapchat, like I said earlier. Uh, after digging around and looking through LinkedIn information, the person who shared the banner image uh, is uh, legitimately did work for this company. It was a French print company that uh, specializes in manufacturing cutouts and banners for media advertising. Uh, his company also works for Bandai Namco, uh, which obviously uh, uh, they make uh, uh, Smash Brothers. And, um, but uh, the next day, the company that was being accused of this uh, came out and said that the person that allegedly leaked this uh, has not worked for the company since November 2016. And the guy that was uh, 
said to be the one that leaked it is actually de- denying all of this, saying I have nothing. I like he he is cooperating with the company, saying I had not worked there for two years. Uh, this is not me. So someone's using uh, me, my name, uh, uh, in basically kind of throwing him under the bus uh, and framing him for this. Uh, which Interesting. doesn't really matter since he's uh, he hasn't worked there for two years, so they can't really do anything to him. Um, but kind of what's adding a little more credibility to the leak is that uh, in the in the pictures you can see a promotional material for the Grinch, um, and there's also some clips in there. Uh, the, the leaker reportedly located in France. Uh, the Grinch is set to release in French theaters on November 28th, uh, and this is actually uh, promo promo material uh, that looks that is believed to be used for. Um, the movie that comes out at uh, next month, so huh. that's what's kind of added the credence to it. That's what's kind of created the Grinch theory. And it's very funny actually because you can like in the pictures you can barely see you can barely make out the Grinch. You just see the you see the green and the fur and you see the dog, and that the dog's really what kind of gives it away. Uh, that what kind of brings it. Oh, that's that's uh, that that's the Grinch. Uh, so that's kind of what's really kind of adding it all up. But Gables, if you're a betting man, are you would you would you be would you be betting uh, if you had a hundred dollars you own money? You had to put it down on yes or no. What would you bet it on? Well, here's the thing. What's interesting about this leak in general, there are plenty of merits that actually support that this could potentially be a leak in and of itself. For one, like we were just uh, saying a little bit beforehand and stuff, Microsoft and Nintendo definitely are on friendlier terms than what they used to, (laughs) especially with the whole cross-play stuff in general. So seeing a character like Banjo-Kazooie, a character that has been definitely been clamored for for the past like 10 years or something to be in a smash brothers game yeah that definitely has some legs and it definitely would be beneficial for both companies if that character were inside like a smash brothers to get more media exposure to an eventual game that they'll probably release sooner or later that's like a sequel to that series but uh let's see a lot of the characters reveals here they kind of correlate inside of what potentially could happen I mean, hell, at this point, basically anybody could say any type of character and almost it would seem believable in terms of, like, uh, the Smash Brothers game. Only because we've seen so many big major character reveals, big third-party characters revealed. Like, it would basically be su- be no surprise if we saw characters say, like, Shadow the Hedgehog or Ken Masters or something from Street Fighter. And then, then again, we have all these like obscure characters from Nintendo series that actually would make sense too, because of how quirky Nintendo is with some of these characters. I mean, hell, they got the Duck Hunt dog inside there, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. But seeing a character like Mock Rider, that's from an NES game, or the Chorus Kids from freaking Rhythm Heaven, even Gino from like the SquareSoft like uh, Super Mario RPG, that makes a lot of sense, considering he was also a uh, character costume or something in the Smash Brothers Wii U in 3DS. But uh, as far as the credibility of this leak is, I would probably give... like If I was a betting man, if I had a bet on this game, like this leak, I would probably bet like about maybe 75 of the 100, only because that the characters are definitely in line to what I would think could potentially happen. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the story in the background right here for like the company and another stuff, the French print, printing company and the advertisements and stuff. That definitely, from what I saw, looked like a legitimate banner for Smash Brothers. But at the same point and stuff, it kind of makes me wonder like how easy it is to go forth and like have that banner going. But I'm banking on that banner being real, 
but the whole aspect of this dude not working for this company for like two years or something like that, I think it's basically for that French pris- French like print company or something getting a lot of earful possibly from Bandai Namco at this point because mm-hmm. of those fucking leaks gaining traction and stuff. So they're trying to distance themselves for whatever it takes and stuff not to like uh, lose any type of like working relationship with freaking Bandai Namco. That's what I'm assuming. That's not what potentially may have happened. For all I know, this guy's identity could have been freaking like compromised or something like that and they're using his name to print all these stupid shit. But you know what it also could be? It could be some current employee that's using that past employee's <laughs> freaking thing as well. So this is a complicated matter. And because of that, that's why there's like a hint of doubt in the back of my mind that this potential Smash Brothers leak is actually legitimate. Because this is just two randomly crazy off the wall things that are going on at the same time. It's like conveniently this guy has not worked for this company for two years. Some other dude's like using his identity to leak. It's from like a Snapchat. Like somebody was photographing someone doing like a Snapchat thing. And it's like, God, God, there's just too many variables to where it could potentially be fake. But at the same time, all at the same time, the banner, the whole advertisement things around that general time frame in like Germany and stuff makes sense because it would be like a, what, what, like a month or some away from the actual launch inside that country? And it's like, God. So, yeah, I'd do like a 75 out of 100 chance. Okay, okay. Um, I want to say if they're fake for, and I want to say that with one word, one phrase rather. rather. Right. Wah. Eh, no Waluigi. Give me Waluigi <laughs> or give me death. <laughs> Where is Wall Luigi? I really want to start smacking the table right now, but it would like destroy my audio, so I'm not gonna do that. But I really want to. Because where the fuck is Wall Luigi? This is ridiculous. <laughs> we are six weeks away from this game. Six yep. weeks. And I've heard all the rumors about oh November twelfth through or twelfth through the sixteenth, there's gonna be a direct in there somewhere. It's gonna be a Pokemon. It's gonna be about Ultimate Smash Ultimate. It's gonna go through all of that. We're gonna hear everything. Oh, Game Awards it comes as the day before this game comes out. We'll hear about more. Nay. No. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. This is not happening because they're gonna give me Waluigi. <laughs> I'm, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. That's why, and I ain't gonna believe it. any of the shit. I, I don't want. F- fuck Mock Rider. Fuck Gina. <laughs> Course Kids. Who no one remembers Chorus Kids? Screw them too. <laughs> Don't those kids die in a fire, okay? <laughs> While singing damn songs. Because I want Waluigi. Oh, that's what I want. And that's all I'll take. Oh my so, god. Just hear you cross into like a fanboy territory. It's just so fucking hilarious. <laughs> he is the man. Okay? I was I, I I am biased. I will admit that. I'm okay with that. As long you know, I am fan I I, I am fanboying out. I don't care. Because he is the best. You know, I was wrong for years. For years, Gables. I was like, oh, Luigi, he number one. No. Waluigi number one. No, you want to hear something that's kind of funny? When I would play Mario Golf on the GameCube, that was the number one character I would use, Waluigi, because he had to dance like Michael Jackson. (laughs) Yeah. That's why he's number one. I was wrong for 29 years. I had it all wrong, Gables. 29 years. I always wanted to be Luigi. And then Mario Tennis happened. That game's bad. Okay, I know. I admit that. <laughs> but, but Waluigi. 
Luigi's the best in that game. He's the man. <laughs> he, he totally turned on my head. You know what? I want Waluigi in, in Smash Brothers more than I want Captain Toad, too. Okay? Oh, no. That's how bad I want Waluigi. I will sacrifice Captain Toad uh, Treasure Tracker number two. Okay? Give me Waluigi and Smash Brothers Ultimate or give me death. So, boom. That's where I'm at. Uh, Shadow can definitely die in a fire because he's... <laughs> uh so yeah god yeah waluigi number one uh but moving on for uh i i break my computer um you know going from the from nintendo topics here going on to playstation topics we had a couple here um so we talked about i think it was last week or two weeks ago uh playstation announced that name changes are happening will be happening soon uh there's a beta that just started uh and it goes through the end of the month uh, or end of uh, november that you could be and you could change your name uh and I didn't get the access, which I'm kind of glad I didn't know. Uh, but it's going to eventually, it's a fully going to go out to everybody publicly on April 1st, 2019. But they have uh, kind of went over, they said there would there potentially be issues uh, with changing your name. Uh, and now they've started outlining some of those issues. And this is from the, uh, the PlayStation blog itself. Uh, according to users in the beta, though an attached disclaimer warns that players are warned that they could lose lots of information associated with their uh, account including DLC purchases and save games. Now, wow. all games and applications support the online ID change feature, so players who use it may lose access to content, including virtual currency, game progress like save game data, leaderboard data, and trophy pro- progress. It also notes that some games might not function properly, even offline, and your prior ID could remain visible to other players in some situations. If you run into issues with the change, according to the, according to the users, you can revert back to to your original username at no additional fee, but they are not guaranteeing that I'll resolve the problems, including getting back purchase games. So my wow. question is, why the fuck would anybody want to do this? <laughs> you must really hate your name to do this. Like you must be butt anal six nine four twenty or something. I don't know. That's Long Dong Silver. Long. You know what? I would. That's a fantastic name i would not change that <laughs> that is awesome uh that is the, you know i've been it's an that, actual psn I, name check it out is it i was gonna i was gonna be mine if it wasn't already taken so uh that's a oh that's a, that's a good one gables good one, good one. <laughs> that's almost as good as waluigi being a smash Bros. ultimate um that's how good that is uh but yeah i just is it why unless you just don't care about those uh, your games but Ah, cool! I changed my name so uh, like people can have a better name now. Oh, I can't play any games because I don't own them anymore. Wow! Like, I don't like. I mean, I know it's like potentially they got to cover all their bases because you know if this happens without being warned, you, you're looking at some issues here. Um, Man, is that, that worth the risk? Is your name that bad to change to to worth? Like losing everything on your PlayStation? In my personal opinion, that's not worth it at all because it looks like you lose a lot in terms of trying to even attempt to change your name. So yeah, you must people must really hate some of their usernames if they uh, freaking want to go through and agree with that set of options. You know, it's like oh, man, losing experience, losing like type of like a progress or trophies, losing like privileges in terms of like download stuff. I mean, for years. PlayStation gamers have been wanting to change their gamer tags, and now when we finally get the chance to, it's basically with a lot of drawback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is definitely a kick in the pants by Sony Entertainment. 
I'll, I will change my PSN name if you can guarantee me I'll lose access to Pitter Pot on PlayStation 4. <laughs> then I'll do it. But until then, until they can guarantee me that, and they, they can also guarantee I'm not going to lose anything else, I'm not doing it. I don't know. This just seems like a big risk for a a, a, a name change. Uh, yeah, unless uh, I mean, if you're if your name if you're Long Dong Silver out there, bravo to you, buddy. Um, <laughs> but if you're yeah anything else out there, it, it, it's bad or dumb or like you were 15 when you made this account. Now you're in your mid 20s. You're like, ah, I'm so stupid. But you don't want to give up all your purchases and your trophies, your precious trophies. I understand. Um, but yeah, no, I, mm, mm, mm. good on that. That sucks. Uh, but moving on to the other PlayStation topic that we have. Uh, so, um, Sean Layden, uh, who is the, uh, Sony, uh, studios chairman, uh, was on, he, I can't remember the name of, they have a, he was on like PlayStation podcast that they do though. Um, and he was talking about medieval. We haven't heard about that game okay. since, uh, last, uh, what the fuck's that thing called? PlayStation experience. Experience? Uh, PSX. Yeah. Um, it, it was announced there. It was coming out in 2018. Uh, they said it's going to be 4K, 60 frames per second, and people were saying uh, so he misquoted and he says a remaster, uh, and he finally uh, on this he said, "Hey, I misspoke. It's actually a remake built from the ground up, uh, and there will be a trailer for it. Finally, getting to see gameplay because we haven't seen gameplay. We just saw a headline. We just saw the title Medieval 4K, 60 frames per second, 2018. That's all we got." Okay. Now we're going to get the trailer for it on Halloween itself. So I think that's Wednesday. Oh, that, that's really appropriate, yes. Yeah. So we'll get to see that. Uh, no other details uh, other than that. But it's cool to see it's a remake. They're going to kind of give it the uh, Spyro and the uh, Crash uh, treatment, it sounds like. Uh, but I remember playing Medieval back in the day when, remember, like, Pizza Hut used to give it those demo discs when you bought a pizza? Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I used to play Medieval. I used to play that one level of Medieval that I was able to a, a lot uh, back in the day. Because we didn't have we didn't have a lot of games, so we just had a crap ton of demo disc, and uh, that game that game wasn't very good back then. And twenty years ago, it's the 20th anniversary this year. Is it is it just like a nostalgia thing for people? Like I don't I don't I just don't remember, I remember just not liking that game back in the day. Um, but so I'm not. Oh, there's I'm a good reason. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but. I'm interested to see what it looks like and, you know, all that, but I, I don't really have an interest in, like, playing it. What about you, Cables? Okay, okay. When I said there was a good reason why you didn't enjoy it as a kid back in the day, it's kind of the same reason why when I tried playing it back around when uh, I set up PSP, and that's because the controls of the game were terrible. Those games, for a 3D platformer, had some terrible tank controls, and that's just the thing. I'm all for playing this this remake of Medieval, especially if they're building it from the ground up, if, as long as they change the control to a modern freaking platformer, I'm perfectly okay with it. Because here's the thing, the thing with Sir Daniel and everything else and stuff, that game has some charm to it, and there's definitely some great value inside the game, like Medieval. However, gone are the days of these stupid tank controls before the dual analog sticks were basically put out and standardized we don't have to go through and try to go through all directions with a d-pad anymore you know that's what kind of ruined games for me like say like resident evil back in the day or like certain other games that use that particular type of method because there is so much better control options than just say a standard 
like D-pad and just go and just turn, shoot, or turn and slash, or turn and evade, or whatever the hell. So, yes, I would more likely love to see and play a medieval game if the controls are completely revamped. But that's pretty much what I would think. Anyway, okay. what do you think? No, I mean, like, like I said, like I'm not really interested in playing it, but I'm curious to see what it looks like. You know, if it comes out and I'm hearing good things and it's not, it's at a, it's at a, at a fair price, you know, uh, then I'll maybe check it out. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like the I'm at the, I'm in the wait and see approach. But uh, yeah, I guess like I said, wait and see. Um, but moving on to the next topic. Uh, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out on September 14th. Uh, came out to some pretty good reviews. It, it got a lot of uh, mid mid eights to uh, low nines. Um, yes. So I think it's like like it's like an 87, 88 on Metacritic overall. Um, but it came out in a really tough time. You know, we talked about for a while. September was a crazy month uh, for a lot of games. We had Spider Man, Spyro. Oh no, Spyro got delayed actually. Uh, but you had NBA. You had um, uh, oh Jesus, I'm I'm blanking on a bunch of stuff now. But I remember it was just, it was a busy month. I don't know, Yakuza was in there. Um, but anyways, the game came out uh, and. It's been an ongoing issue with Tomb Raider since they brought it back, but all, all, both of them have been complete uh, failures on as far as the sailing sailing goes. They've always reviewed really well. I've always praised them, uh, but they they always come out at bad times. And I mentioned it when I when I was talking about it when it first came out was that, you know like I remember the original Tomb Raider came out right around right before right after Bioshock and uh, Infinite came out and Gears of War Judgment came out. Yep. Uh, the other one, then uh, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider came out. It was an Xbox One exclusive. It came out in, um, in October. Uh, a terrible time to come out. It got totally got covered up. Uh, and it was an Xbox, like I said, it was that the weird exclusivity thing. Then it got came out the next year on PlayStation. Uh, and at that point, just it came, once again came out in October. And it's a year old game that and it just you know got it got passed over by the new stuff. And then this one came out. Came out the week after um, uh, uh, Spider Man and um, also. Uh, oh Jesus! Uh, Destiny expansion, Forsaken. Um, so it got it got buried once again, uh, and just didn't get just didn't get a chance. Didn't did not really get a chance to survive. It's it's I think it's one of the things where Square Enix just doesn't understand like where that game. It's like it's a triple A game, yeah, uh, but it just as far as in the public eye, it's not uh, a top end game. But uh, anyways, uh, it, it, it sold well. I, I know that it sold. I know it sold in the millions somewhere, but. Didn't, it sounds like it's not hitting with the goals it had. Like Tomb Raider one sold like three million in its first month, and mm-hmm. it was a failure, which is crazy. I remember we talked about back when that happened. Uh, they like laid a bunch of people off and nearly closed the studio. But anyways, it um, on Steam this past week they put it on sale for forty dollars. On sale mm-hmm. didn't drop the price. Just put it on sale for forty bucks on PS4. It's like forty five. They wow. cut the uh, the the uh, um, the the season passed they cut it it's on it's on it's on for sale half off just for this week only and it pissed a lot of people off they had over 600 negative reviews one star reviews on steam uh well they pissed off a lot of their initial fans (laughs) yeah so so, um and these aren't like reviews of the game it's just people like the comments are all saying uh that they're mad that you know they they bought this game at lunch and now it's already on sale for 40 bucks and this is a week after it's 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 five weeks later, September fourteenth okay. came out, so it's been six weeks now. That's okay. been out, so they dropped the price. Um, but I, I guess my question is, you know, is this the proper reaction? 
for this? When is it, when is it okay to not drop the price of your game, but put it on sale? Um, and what mm. kind of discount should you have? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, so Gable, if you bought a game at launch, spent 60 bucks on it at one point for you, would would you be like, ah, it's, it's 40 bucks. It's on sale for the PlayStation plus deals of the week. Uh, it's 40 bucks. How, how far out would it have to have to be for you? Like, ah, I don't care. It's fine. At least five or six months personally. Wow. Okay. Well, that's the thing before. And it's like, I got a good, like, uh, range of like time that I could, because like, I've been, you know, how you mostly buy Nintendo games and stuff. They're normally $60 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of conditioned to where it's like, okay, this game is not going to drop in price for a long time. So automatically I'm going to think, okay, this thing's going to probably drop in price maybe five or six months down the line. But if I buy a $60 game and all of a sudden, like maybe a month or two later, it's half that. Of course I'm going to be feeling angry about it because it's like, I've just spent $60 for this game. I could have waited a couple of months or like a couple of weeks in this case and basically got it for like a $20 or $30 off or something like that. I mean, I can understand how people feel angry about it, but it's kind of telling that, uh, what is it, Square Enix or something like that goes on and does a discount for this game so close, like after its launch, and this is like during the week that Red Dead Redemption... 2 is releasing as well so they wanted to try to at least get some form of sales of this game knowing full well this game's going to be ignored even though it's released back in like september like you were just saying mm-hmm. it's going to it's pretty much looking like that maybe the sales for this game probably wasn't as high as expected and now that they have the october season right there it's basically over a month out and now all of a sudden you have the next big game Red Dead Redemption 2 out. Let's go and see if we can undercut some of that sales and get something back. And in terms of what they've ended up doing, unfortunately, is pissing off a lot of their older, a lot of their fans in that regard. Because now it's like a negative press thing to where it's like, okay, now that you guys have like paid $60 and this and that, okay, now it's time just to go forth and like give the impression of, uh, Oh, okay. Maybe we were scammed or something like that. It's it's definitely not a good picture all the way around. But uh, in my personal opinion, that's pretty much the cutoff point for me. Like five or six months. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I'm I see both ways. I lean on the opposite side, I guess. Where uh, you know, if don't get me wrong, if like I bought this game, yeah, I bought this game at launch, and then say a week after it was it dropped down right. forty bucks, I'd be like, what the fuck. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. But six weeks out, you know, the game isn't really in the minds of people anymore. There's bigger things. Like you said there's bigger things out now. Call of Duty's out. Uh, Battlefield's coming out next month. There's a lot of stuff happening. Great Day Redemption's out now. Um, I guess you know, I'm looking at it like you know, I want this game to succeed. I want this. I want this this franchise to keep going. Um, and I, I, to me, I just want this game to make as much money as possible. To to succeed and be successful, like I said, uh, so I'm not really upset about it. You know, I, like I said, I bought it at launch. It's forty bucks now. It's not a big to me. It's not. I'm not really upset. I, I'm not upset actually right. really at all about it. Because uh, one of the you know one of the reasons I you, you always pay you always pay a premium to be an early adopter. Right. Um, you know you you buy the iPhone at launch. The date comes out. You know, but then a couple months later, it's it's a hundred dollars off. You buy. Uh, 
PS4 at launch, we paid 400 bucks for it. Now, a couple years later, it's it's $300 or $250 now. Um, same with the Xbox, you know, One and Xbox One X. Um, you know, you always you're always gonna pay extra at the beginning. Like my TV, I bought last uh, a year and a half ago. It was, it was $1,200. Now I I've seen it for like 600 bucks. You know, it's so it's. You know, I, I, part of the reason I bought it when I did was because, you know, it came out after Spider-Man, but I, I flew through Spider-Man. And, you know, I was ready for the next thing to play after Spider-Man. And, you know, if I would have bought that game, if I would have waited two months to play it in October or November when all the other games I want to play are coming out, I never would have got around to it. I probably would ignore the game. So I knew the only time I was probably going to play that game was playing it when it first came out. Right. Um, and also, I really I really want to play that game, too. I mean, it's a, com- it's a combination of things. And I'm, it's 20 bucks. I'm not super upset, especially it's money, it's past money spent. Uh, that twenty dollars that if I I spent I could have saved I probably would have spent on Starbucks anyways. Um, <laughs> so it's better to spend it on this instead and go towards keeping uh, this this franchise afloat um, than Starbucks, who's doing perfectly fine. Um, I I'm not like I said I'm not upset about it. Uh, I guess you know I understand I can understand why some people are upset about it. Uh, I I just think the way people are reacting is completely the wrong way. Well, like you yeah. guys like you guys like this game enough to buy it at launch, or you were interested in it enough to like this game at launch, and you you just like them like me, you want this you want this game to be successful. Um, you exactly. might maybe, maybe maybe of the six hundred reviews, people legitimately didn't like that game that much, or they they just they actually disliked it. But this game is not a one out of ten at all. Like Pitter Pot's a one out of ten. Um, Shadow of Tomb Raider is is nothing like that. It's it's at worst a seven out of ten. I think I, I can I can see like if you just like really sat down and looked at it and played it, uh, it's it's no worse than that. Um, it's a good game. Um, I just it's just that the uh, the outrage of it is just like it's stupid and you just you're only hurting the game in the future because now people are gonna go look and they're gonna see those review scores. They're gonna see it's mostly negative. You just drove that game down. So. You know, I'm not saying it's going to kill the franchise or anything like that, but you're not helping its cause, right? Uh, and there's other ways to do it. You can you can there's you can go on Twitter and you can go at, talk to Square Enix directly. Um, there's there's other ways to do it. You can just go on Reset Area, create a forum, and bitch on there. You know, there's other ways to do it without directly. Uh, and I understand like you want to get their attention about how upset you are about it, but uh, this is a short term. This is a one week sale, and those reviews are there forever. Um, yep. That's my main issue with it, and like, yeah, like I'm not, you know, I understand, I can understand the the waiting, you know, five six months. Like I get that completely. Uh, you know, like God of War just dropped its price down. The game came out in April, and it's been six months, and now it's forty bucks permanently. Uh, Detroit Become Human came out in May, and now it's forty bucks permanently. So it's what five months. So nice. Um, that's you know, those are permanent. Those aren't just a one week sale. So yeah, I don't know. It, it upset me to see that, especially for a game I like a lot. Um, and I, I hope it doesn't hurt the game too much. I hope it is able to come back. Maybe those people will see the errors of the ways and calm down. Maybe hopefully they'll go back and change that and make it more appropriate review. Uh, you can leave a comment in there, but just change the score, please. Uh, really would appreciate that. Um, and that's that's one reason why you can always when you go to Metacritic you can just avoid the uh, the uh, user reviews because they're usually they're yeah, pretty much either like too. ten out of tens or one one out of tens. They're, there's no, you don't go on there and see a lot of six out tens or seven out tens or eight out tens. Oh no, it's, it's, it's one polar opposite of the other. Just like you go on Amazon or anything else. Um, but I think we. Oh no, we have one topic left, and I okay. almost forgot it. And I can't believe it. it is my favorite topic of the month. 
It is NPDs uh, uh. for September. Gables, you want to guess what what game from September is the highest selling game of that month? Okay, for September, I'm thinking about it for a moment. We hmm. just we just mentioned it. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Nope, I, but I, we mentioned it while talking about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I mentioned it. Oh, okay. Now let's see if I've actually paid attention to that. <laughs> Came out September seventh. September seventh. So it was a good day. Oh yeah, it was a good day for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I know you guys just. I know you just mentioned this shit, but um. I'm, oh god. I'm still thinking. What just released in the past September? Uh, it's so it's harder because I didn't actually purchase a lot of major games like for this past year. Um, it's, it's a Marvel game. Oh, Spider Man! Yeah, God bless it. Yeah, I almost man. freaking just. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. So Spider Man is definitely well, on this list. Yeah, number one. Um, and so I thought this was kind of odd when I saw this, and I, I um, and I read so I read the article. Um, that the actual the sales for this go through it's not just september you know one through 30 it actually went all the way through october 6th wow there's two games that came out early october that are on this list as well for september mpds which i've seen in the past before like i've seen games that came out early in the the next month be on the mpds which always confused me i just didn't realize it goes a few days out um until until now finally but not only that but spider-man is the highest selling playstation exclusive game of all time Wow. Um, or, well, not all time. I should, uh, but the first, like, initial week, first week sales. Uh, all time. Uh, blue, like, 37% higher than God of War. God of War was, was the, uh, the new, was the new record holder, and now Spider-Man. Blue right past, obviously, Spider-Man's a much bigger IP, uh, than uh, God of War is. But, yeah, so Spider-Man's number one. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna count down the rest of the way. So, number 20 is Minecraft. Uh, still out there, fucking wow. Canadian and Bagan. Uh, Nineteen, Breath of the Wild. Eighteen, Mario Odyssey. Seventeen, Jeez. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Sixteen, Rainbow Six Siege. Fifteen, Naruto to Baruto Shinobi Striker. Uh, Fourteen, Mario Kart Eight. Thirteen, GTA Five. Finally, GTA Five is falling out of that top ten list, uh, top five list. Actually, wow. Uh, Twelve, WWE Two K Nineteen. Die. I hope. <laughs> I hope it doesn't never sees the MPD list ever again. Number eleven, Dragon Quest eleven uh, works out. Number ten, wow. NHL nineteen. Nine, Super Mario Party, one of the October games I was talking about, came out October fifth. Wow. This list ended on October sixth, and this game came out on October fifth, and, and it was made number it nine for way. that month. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Destiny two, which like I said previous uh, in the last uh, topic. Uh, had the, had the Forsaken DLC, which oddly yeah. enough, uh, you can now they were selling at six for sixty bucks. Had all of the previous DLC, the the main game, and Forsaken was sixty dollars. Uh-huh. Now you can buy all that for forty dollars. Uh, so th- that's another game that was permanently price dropped, and no one no one went on bitch about that one. Uh, I'm I'm just being defensive about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, number seven, uh, Forza Horizon Four, which is impressive for a game that's on Game Pass. Uh, number wow. six, Madden 19. Number five, speaking of, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Number four, FIFA 19. Number three, once again, this game was on the list for one day, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, and number two, NBA 2K19. Number one, like I said, Spider-Man. So uh, we are now getting into the uh, big season of big games coming out. So you're starting to see a lot of those games. Like It seemed like every month uh, GTA 5 was in the top five. 
Mario Kart 8, Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild were always in the uh, top 10 or near that top 10 list. Now they're barely hanging into the top 20 list. Uh, wow. So, uh, you look at a lot of the newbies, Spider-Man, NBA 2K19, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, FIFA 19, Shadow Tomb Raider, and Madden NFL 19, Forza Horizon 4, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Mario Party, NHL uh, 19, Dragon Quest 11, uh, WWE 2K19. All of those games came out uh, since you know in the last two months, and now they're all in the top the top 12. So they're they're pushing all those out there. Oddly enough, Minecraft making its way back into the top 20 was weird. I don't know if there's an update or sale for that or what. But anything kind of sticking out to you on that one, Gables? Well, there's two things. One, Assassin's Creed Odyssey in one day making it to, like, within the top number th- five. Number three. Number three on that list. That's just crazy considering, like, everything else around the game. But it's like, oh, boy. It's that, I guess people are really craving for a new Assassin's Creed game. That's just nuts. But the other major surprise is Super Mario Party. That damn game, like, also being on the MPD top, you know, the tops on that MPD list... That's just crazy, because that was basically, from what I've been reading and what what else I've been hearing about, people had some interest in playing this game. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's definitely one of those games and stuff where uh, I've heard, like, mixed things about it, but it definitely was uh, saleable. (laughs) Holy crap. Uh, Yeah, it's cool about that. With um, I think uh, it helps, you know, with the Switch. Everybody's wanting games. Now people want to play Nintendo games and want to play the Switch yeah, uh, and they kind of went back to the drawing board with uh, Mario Party on this one, and kind of came back, and this is what we got. And I, I was talking to Justin about it, and he said that playing with people, it's like an eight point five out of ten. Playing by yourself is like a seven point five out of ten, which makes sense. But uh, and I, I talked to a couple people at work that also bought the game, and they're absolutely loving it too. Um, so yeah, it's it's I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, I'm talking about in the past, like I was, I really like, really want to go. And from a nostalgia standpoint, really too, uh, go back and I, I want to buy that and play it. So. Hoping maybe like it's a Black Friday thing. We can get that. Oh, cheaper. I hope so too. But, That'd be nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's cool to see that with one day on the list being number nine. Uh, Destiny two jumping up there, at number eight. Obviously, that game. <laughs> I remember like buying games on Best Buy, and if you, for every game you bought, they gave you a free copy of Destiny two. So <laughs> they're just and for months it was on sale for like five bucks. So they're just trying to give away copies of that game. Uh, so. Cool to see it in the top ten, you know, and also with Forsaken, making a big deal, make a big splash. It kind of felt like it came and went, though. Uh, it really did because I, I really don't like. It was big for like that initial week or two, and it kind of, kind of like it's like I, I hear less talk about Destiny two after after a year on the market than I did about Destiny one. That's uh, true. Through two at this at this point, like Destiny was talked about as if it was a, basically like a brand new game one year out and destiny 2 is just like yeah it's around it's there i guess in the background um but forza rise of four number seven that game was really cool i put a few hours into it i actually played a little bit more of it today um the game was really cool but to see it number seven that's uh, number seven for a game that you can play on game pass uh so that people are still like it's showing that it, i'm wondering how big it is on game pass like how big of a thing it's taking off i imagine it's they're, they're supporting it really well in the advertising so i'm assuming it's working out really well for them but to see the fact that people are still going out and they're still buying this game, whether it's you know digitally or physically, showing that they could still be successful selling this game, and it's, they're really getting their cake and eating it too with Game Pass and still selling oh, no their doubt. games. Um, Shadow Tomb Raider being number five for me is awesome. I love the fact that that's there. Uh, Marvel uh, Marvel Spider Man, one of the best games of the year so far. 
Uh, absolutely love that game. Cool seeing that number uh, number one, and also it's being one of the highest selling games of the year. I think it's actually um, is it the second highest selling game of 2018 already after a month in the market. Um, so yeah, WWE 2K19 at number 12 in its debut month. Good. Uh, hope that game uh, burns in hell, and I hope they <laughs> uh, reboot that franchise or do something with it because those games suck. And I'd like to have a good wrestling game. Uh, other than Fire Pro, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, that kind of wraps it up. You know, it, it's it's cool to see some of that. We had four uh, Nintendo exclusive games in the top twenty, so that's cool to see. Uh, but yeah, uh, that will wrap up a very long episode this week, guys. Um, so if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group. It is Drunk Dashers Podcast. Like and join us on there on. Uh, Twitch dot uh, Twitch TV slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. Follow us on there. We'll be doing a lot of streaming uh, for the upcoming Extra Life. Uh, I like I have it set up so whenever we're streaming and it uh, it will stream on the Drunk Nerds the Drunk Nerds Podcast uh, page too. But if you want to see us directly, uh, I'm at uh, Twitch TV slash Gingerboy five hundred seven, and Gables is Twitch TV slash Colonel Gables. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yes. Cool. Uh, so check us out on there, especially on game day next Saturday, November 3rd. Uh, if you want to watch us play some games, uh, I'm planning on streaming a lot that day. And I'm probably going to stream the, the entire playthrough of A Way Out. Um, also on um, Twitter at Pod, follow us on there. Uh, on iTunes, DrunkDashers Podcast. Subscribe to us on there, please. Give, give us a, a five-star review and leave us a comment. We really appreciate that. And also on YouTube, Drunk Nerds. Uh, subscribe to us on, the, on there. Give our shows a big thumbs up and also leave us a comment. The more comments, five-star reviews, likes you give us, the, the better it is people can see our show. Uh, which yep. makes us makes us happier. Uh, so once again, thank you guys for listening. I was host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable, so until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a good week. I hope that you play yourself some good games, but among all else, I hope you have enjoyed this past episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. See ya. See ya. I stole it. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Bye, guys.